I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the NBA Daily Ding here on The Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Trayvon Edwards. We got Brian Smith producing the show. And Trey, the Atlanta Hawks have snapped the Phoenix Suns winning streak. They win 124-115 to 115 and uh, Trey just went off of 43 points. Yeah, man, Trey Young, right time just to get off, you know what I mean? And you mentioned that the coming into this game, the Suns were 41 and nine, respectively. I, I was seeing things all over the internet, like first 50 games and, you know, how many games are they going to continue to win? And they got punched in the mouth on national TV. And I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Red Velvet and Ice Tray, you know, had a, had a great first half to start it off. And then they continued to play well. It didn't look too good seeing John Collins leave the game like that, but, um, you know, they did what they had to do to, you know, in this streak for the Suns. Yeah, we haven't gotten an update as of recording, but it looked like John Collins probably separated his shoulder. Hopefully it's not too serious of an injury, something you can pop back in and play through the pain. But and who knows how much longer he's going to be a Hawk. So whether or not that even matters, he could get moved next week. I'm sure this is, I mean, unless it's a serious injury, it's not going to really complicate whatever happens there. But the flow that he was in with Trey was great. I mean, he was hiding in that dunker spot behind the baseline or behind the basket. Trey would draw a huge crowd. He would just lob it up to him. DeAndre Ayton didn't – he didn't even really play a ton in this game. He only played 25 minutes even though he only had one foul. I mean, the whole Trey-Collins chemistry was off the charts in this game. Where it was like Collins, whether it was Capella, you know what I mean? Like everybody was adding to it. They were making big shots and – you know, that's what really mattered. You know, Devin Booker going cold really hurt the Suns. Chris Paul had a, you know, a solid game. Mikael Bridges had a solid game. When you really think about it, Devin Booker kind of got it going in the fourth. And they kind of tried to make it a game. But, like, any time that they would cut it, like, to a decent lead, Trey Young or someone would knock down a shot and create some type of separation. And, um, you know, this is a much-needed much win for Atlanta um, and Phoenix. I mean, whatever. They drop a game and doesn't. It's not the end of the world. I know um, Chris Paul being a competitor and Devin Booker being a competitor, especially just having a chip on their shoulder, not being starters with the great record that they have. Yeah, Book, he had 32 points on 13 for 27 shooting, but he was one for eight from deep. CP was one for five from deep. The team shot nine for 32 compared to 20 for 41 for the Hawks. I mean, that's kind of just the war of attrition there from deep. I mean, this was a game where the Hawks' defense I thought was pretty solid, but obviously this is the team where when their offense is clicking, they're trying to race outrace the other team with their shooting. And, you know, Atlanta, the question is, are they turning things around enough right now to make you believe in them and make you want them to be a buyer at the ter- trade deadline? So after tonight's game, how are you feeling about them? I still need to see more, but, like, at the end of the day, I know, like, Collins is unhappy. They're... Uh, three games outside of, you know, the eighth spot. So it's not the end of the world, but um, I feel like 
they need to move on from the Colin situation. I think at the end of the day, um, I would love to see him still as a Atlantic Hawk, but you know, every season we're seeing some type of report come out, and I think it's time for them to part ways. Out in an empty arena in Toronto, the Raptors win 127-120 to 120 over the Chicago Bulls. A beautiful overtime win. We really had a thrilling ending in this game. All-star Fred Van Vliet, he made the big play. He made the big pass at the end to find a wide open. Gary Trent hit the big three to clinch this game. Raptors had four guys with 20 points in this one. Oh, yeah, man. Um, Raptors were straight up hooping. I think it was pretty sour for, you know, DeMar DeRozan to return to an empty stadium and you know, normally if this was regular times, he would get, you know, all the love because he's Mr. Toronto. But in this case, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, guys like Siakam, OG, Fred V, all-star Fred V. Let me put some respect on his name. Scotty Barnes. Like, I mean, they just, they played a good game, but I think this works in their favor playing in like a damn near empty gym. I mean, you had guys just kind of hitting big shots one after another in overtime. DeMar comes in and has a nice little mid-range fadeaway. Dasunu had a great drive off of a pitch from uh, Vucevic. OG answers back. I mean, this this game had all the energy and excitement that you would have for the kind of game that you would expect the arena to be going completely crazy. It's disappointing that the Raptors keep having these thrilling games in an empty arena where, like, Drake and Messiah are the only guys in the stands. Yeah, they're looking like the uh, Sting gif. Up in the rafters. This is Steve! <laughs> but, uh, you know, Chicago continues to fight through adversity. They got guys out. They got guys banged up. You know, Vooch played a good game. DeMar played a solid game. Zach Levine, he kind of looked a little rusty. I mean, he did some, like, double tap, and he missed it, and he kind of, like, cringed as if his, like, back was bothering him. But then I seen him high-flying on other plays, so I don't think that was the case. Just rhythm all off, and I think they'll get back to it. But just, you know, they made some chances to try to, like, come back. And they, you know, obviously they sent this game to overtime. And But these are winnable ball games that, they, you know, they just need to be a little bit more effective. And, you know, again, with the Raptors shooting the way they did, it's hard to beat a team like that at home. Yeah, Levine only took 10 shots in 42 minutes. Hard to imagine that one. Amazingly, the Raptors took 113 shots in this game. That's probably the most I've seen in a while here. You mentioned the Bulls, all the adversity they're dealing with. Are you worried that the Bulls at some point are going to like hit one of those walls where they don't really recover from and they kind of take a step back? Or do you think they're going to keep pushing through this year? I think they're going to keep pushing. They're going to do their best to just go go through with it. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, the All-Star rosters are finally announced in the Eastern Conference. We already had Embiid, Giannis, KD, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young starting. Now we've got 
as reserves, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, and the new guys, young point guards, Darius Garland and Fred Van Vliet. I don't know if Van Vliet's a young guy. Out in the West, we had for starters, Andrew Wiggins, amazingly, LeBron, Jokic, John Morant, Steph Curry. The reserves are the Suns. They got Devin Booker and Chris Paul both going. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert going from Utah. Carl Anthony Towns makes it from the Timberwolves. Draymond Green, who was out injured for the Warriors. And Luka Doncic from the Mavs. Draymond announced on the show where they were revealing it that he's not going to be playing. Chomps Chirani, I think, originally reported that one. So there's going to be an injury replacement at some point. So I guess before even doing the usual snub thing, who is like the all-star picks that you're most excited about them getting in there? You know, obviously, from the starter standpoint, John Morant, um, from a reserve standpoint, Darius Garland, really big fan of those two. Fred Van Vliet, he's been playing well, but I, I don't want to say that he didn't deserve to be there because he definitely deserved to be there, and he's been playing well for the Raptors. But I'm shocked that the Hornets didn't get anybody in. I mean, the Hornets have kind of like had guys in and out, and Toronto and Charlotte are pretty close enough in the standings that I guess it makes sense that Van Bleed's probably been there persistently, but you're right in that it's not like he was a slam dunk pick, but I feel like everybody's excited to see him just because everybody kind of you know thinks of Toronto as a feel-good story, everything they've had to go through, kind of being relocated, now not playing in front of fans. He's just kind of like the ultimate grinder kind of player. So he's actually he's my favorite of all the all-star picks out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, like again, kudos to him, undrafted. Has a great story, bet on himself, got the contract, and now it's played itself into an all-star game. So, you know, you got to respect it. You know, so many different storylines. You know, Luka Doncic coming off the bench this year. DeMar DeRozan, all-star starter. Kevin Durant hurt. You know, guys like uh, Draymond Green hurt. So, you know, we're going to find some replacements there. Jimmy Butler getting in, which was a shock to me. Chris Middleton getting in, which was a shock to me. You know, respectfully, uh, Rudy Gobert. Um, the Jazz getting two in, the Warriors getting three in. So many different storylines, but like nothing too much to complain about. But I would like to hear from you as far as the snubs. Who do you have in the snubs? I mean, Jared Allen, I feel like, was a lock for this game. And maybe with KD being out, he'll get in there. And it was kind of weird that there were no bigs in the uh, in all the reserves that were named. Like Jason Tatum is the closest thing to even a power forward in all the reserves named. And I feel like we're kind of, I feel like we swung back around in that whole our centers a position kind of thing where, like, you know, years ago they changed the rules to make it backcourt or frontcourt. It's like now centers or bigs of some sort are once again like a vital part of the game, has been for a few years now. So the fact that nobody made it for the East Reserves, I feel like was kind of ridiculous. But obviously, there's Jimmy Butler is kind of the one questionable one. Not he's been playing at an all star level, just he missed so many games. But I feel like you got to get Jared Allen in there first and foremost. That's like the most obvious one. I cover the Celtics. I can tell you, Jason Tatum has been really good this year, but the team has been pretty underwhelming and the shooting has been pretty poor. And so he was kind of on the fringe for me as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, with Kevin being out, I think that Jared Allen would have been a great replacement for it. I'm not sure if Adam Silver is going to follow up with that at all. You know, from a fan perspective, I would want LaMelo Ball to take that spot, but I'm sure it's going to be a front court replacement. And then on the West, Western Conference, you know, side, you know, Draymond Green's out, but like you're probably going to get, you know, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. to be there. But I would actually like to see, um, I think I was just talking about it, who I wanted to be there. DeJounte Murray, maybe? It was DeJounte Murray or uh, Anthony Edwards. I felt like Anthony Edwards would be the 
the more all-star fun pick, but DeJounte Murray's more than deserving to be there. So every year we're going to have these type of snubs or conversations that people, you know, should be there or not. And, you know, the coaches voted how they wanted to vote. And like you mentioned, Jason Tatum, I felt like Jalen Brown would have more of a case than Jason Tatum this season. So it fluctuates and, you know, they, they did the picks that they did, but again, in all-star fashion, injuries happen and I don't wish any injuries on anybody, but replacements, you know, give guys their, you know, first chance guys, their opportunities to get in. I mean, you know, think about the former all-stars that's not playing, you know, Russell Westbrook, the Damian Lillers, the Anthony Davises, and things of that nature. Is LeBron going to play? These are a lot of questions that kind of loom over. So, yeah, it should be cool, though. You know what I mean? Like the all-stars games are always a thing that you want to see. And I think the only unfortunate thing is because guys' contracts are affected when they don't make it. Well, We'll see you all in Cleveland. Trey, thank you for joining me. Brian Smith, thank you for producing the show. Don't forget to subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show if you haven't already. And subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash ding if you have not done that already. Trey, take us out of here. Ding, ding.